On this edition of Magic Pod Squad, myself and George Galante catch up with former Magic player, current general manager for the Lakeland Magic, Anthony Parker. He played nine NBA seasons, including one right here in Orlando from 1999 to 2000, but competed for many years against the great Kobe Bryant. So we'll get some insight into the kind of player that Kobe was, the kind of competitor that Kobe was, and he will have a chance to tell his side uh, and his memories of Kobe Bryant. And he'll also get us up to date on the Lakeland Magic, a couple of guys on the Orlando Magic roster, two-way guys, Vic Law and B.J. Johnson. He'll shed some light on them as well. So lots to get into with Anthony Parker on this edition of Magic Pod Squad. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. And we are excited to welcome in the general manager of the Lakeland Magic. He is Anthony Parker, nine NBA seasons, one of them right here in City Beautiful, that heart and hustle season, 1999 to 2000 we look forward to catching up with ap and anthony first of all thanks for joining us and secondly uh george galante here with me and he wants to know first of all if you (laughs) if you remember him from your time with the magic (laughs) (laughs) you first of all thank you guys so much for inviting me on this is uh this is unbelievable i'm a big fan of you both as you know you're a liar (laughs) i am a big and and this is how i'm going to prove it george because for for whatever reason, you have not changed in what is it? It's been a long time years since I was in Orlando. You, have, <laughs> you look the exact same. You look that, the exact that's same. That's a great point. You dress the exact same, and how would I know that if I did not remember you? <laughs> that's a great point. I probably was wearing the same shirt I was wearing when you were a player. <laughs> it's whatever Sid gives me is what I wear. Doesn't change his clothes, his style. <laughs> Any of that stuff. Well, uh, well, we appreciate you taking time. Where are we in our in our uh, G League season, AP? I, I know the team is seventeen and thirteen. You're in uh, sixth place in the Eastern Conference. Is just, I, I guess, a half a game yeah. out of fourth. I guess you just answered all the questions. Yeah, so we're them. thirty games in. I guess I just answered it. <laughs> so yeah, you obviously, as usual, do my job better than than me. Oh, no, uh, in terms of being able to say exactly how we're doing. No. We're enjoying it. We're having a good year. It's a uh, it's a lot more change this year due to a variety of reasons than, than we've had the last two seasons in Lakeland. Uh, but our guys are great. Our, our staff has been great about adapting. And um, you know, I, I think if we can stay healthy, get healthy, and, and keep our guys together, we can make a, a run at this at, at the end. Well, I'm looking forward to diving into to your team, your roster, some of the guys that uh, are on two-way contracts, and, and we'll get into that uh, a, a little bit later. But but first, AP, let, let's start with the devastating news a, a couple of days ago, the loss of Kobe Bryant, a, a guy that I, I imagine you knew. I know your sister uh, knew, live, live, living out there in L.A., a guy that you competed against for many years in the NBA. Uh, just just let us know your your thoughts. Uh, what, what what went through your mind when you found out, and and how devastating this this is for you? Well, I, you know, where do you start with with someone like Kobe? Um, there's so many so many places. I was at my son's basketball game, and my sister texted. Well, she called initially, and I wasn't. I didn't have my phone. I was down on the bleacher, so. Saw her miss call, but she immediately said, "Text me back, call me back. It's important. Kobe died." And wow. you know, you always hear people say these things where you know I'm in shock. I couldn't believe it. It doesn't seem real. But when I saw the message, it it was just that. It didn't. It was like, no, that's not. 
there's a mistake. And so I called her. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she was, you know, obviously upset. And, uh, you know, she had gotten a call from someone that uh, was, was kind of close to the situation and was informing her because they knew that of her relationship and said that, you know, we're pretty sure that this is what's happened. And then shortly after that, you could see um, it kind of spread around the gym, you know, just the news and, and most people's reactions were the same as mine. Like, we don't know if this is real. This, we're not, we're waiting on this. This is not, it can't be. And uh, just devastating. And, and what I began to realize is, you know, Michael Jordan was, my guy, like that was my favorite player. That's, that's who I grew up idolizing. Sure. And for this generation, that was Kobe. And wow. I can't imagine, uh, Michael Jordan passing away four or five seasons after he retired, how devastating that is for this generation of players that have grown up idolizing this man and who he is not only on the court, but off the court and, and kind of the, the role that he's taken on with several, with so many players, WNBA, NBA and, and players around the world after his retirement as a, as a mentor. It's funny you said that, AP, because that's the way... I, we didn't look at it like... It, we obviously were devastated and speechless and all the things you just described, but exactly what you just said about how Michael Jordan was your guy and, you know, and my guy, and Don, although Larry Bird was Dante's guy, mm-hmm. but you can't even imagine what the guys you wouldn't think would be that were that wouldn't be affected as much as they are right now. And you're seeing it league wide. Like, is that, is is that the the biggest takeaway from this? Like just how much he meant to almost all 450 of these NBA and and you're, and then the G league too. all of these guys feel the same way. Well, for, for all of those reasons. And I think um, some of the guys in the NBA have actually had the opportunity to compete against Kobe, play with Kobe, um, interact with him, whether it be in different events, USA basketball, all of these things. And, you know, you always, you've always heard a bunch of stories about Kobe in terms of his work ethic. And, and, you know, everybody has their story about his competitiveness and his confidence and all those things. But then, you know, after this, you start to hear some of the stories of, of just what he meant to some of these guys They get together and, and, you know, in his later years, he started to take on more of a, of a mentor. Like, I think almost the fact that <clears throat> we knew that his Kobe, his, his Laker teams weren't like competing for championships, right? Like, mm-hmm. he started to kind of turn into a different person, player in terms yeah. of his approach to the game and, and and passing on what he had acquired over his twenty years of, of playing. And he he started. You know, my sister was was in the finals in the WNBA. She gets a text message from Kobe, an encouragement, uh, you know, wow. a, a message. So he did that multiplied throughout the NBA. You know, we always remember he, he tweeted out to, to Giannis, hey, MVP, mm-hmm. you know, just driving these guys. And so those are the things that are public, but it's exponentially, you know, the amount of things that he did privately. And, you know, those are authentic things. Kobe was authentic. You know, there's a lot of people – now that try to, you know, they post their workouts and, Hey, I'm working and this and that Kobe was authentic. And, you know, all of those things that we hear about his competitiveness, his curiosity, his hunger to learn, like all of those things are real. And it's so refreshing to hear all of these stories come out. And and I, and I think that's why you see the impact that he's had on, on, on so many different players for a variety of reasons, but the ones that, especially the ones that he was able to interact with. It was interesting. I heard Stan Van Gundy mention yesterday uh, Kobe brought his family to Disney. This is true, by the way, because I've, I've seen it. 
Right? I saw it when it was happening. Brought the family to Disney, and while he was here, asked Stan if he could use the gym right. for, for a couple of days on a family vacation, which is probably of no surprise uh, to you, AP. But, but I, heard, I heard Tim Legler, who you may also know, uh, uh, former basketball player as well, said the thing that Stan, and I, I thought it was so true, he said the thing that stands out the most is he never robbed us of a minute of his greatness. Like, or do you feel that way? When you were competing against him, it seemed like this guy brought it every single second for 20 years. I don't know how hard that would be to do. I would think close to impossible, but it, but it seems from watching, guy never took a night off. Did it feel that way playing against him? Well, I, I didn't enjoy playing against him. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Two, two things, two things to answer your question. One, you know, as a person, as a basketball player, the thing you want to walk away from the game knowing is that you've maximized yourself as a basketball player. Yes. You've, you've gotten to the to the very limits of what you're capable of. And, you know, the, the stories that we're – or the players or the people that we're disappointed in most is when they're not maximizing themselves. They're not getting the most out of themselves. And Kobe is that player that you can say, hey, listen, he maximized himself as a player. And it's a result of his mentality, his hard work, his competitiveness – his, his, like I said before, the curiosity, like he came into the league talking to Michael Jordan, talking to all these great players. Well, why do you do this? How do you do this? Like, it wasn't that he just naturally had all these things. He understood, like, I, to get where I want to go, these are the people that I have to talk to, and this is what I have to learn, and then I got to put the work in. And this wasn't this God-given ability and talent. Like, sure, he was blessed with some things, but, you know, there are certain, there are, there are, thousands of people that, that have the physical tools and, and all of those things that Kobe had, but the combination of everything that he had put together was, was amazing. And he didn't want it easy. He, he, he embraced the struggle. He embraced, you know, the, the setbacks and, and those things made him who he eventually is uh, or who he, who eventually was. And my story is uh, I, I was playing against Kobe uh, in LA we're playing, we're playing the Lakers. I'm, I'm with the Raptors. And, you know, uh, I guess this, this was one of those halves or quarters where Kobe decided to come out and just not miss. And, and <laughs> you know, it was one of those things. And I felt, you know, he came down, pushed the ball down the court, pulled up for three, boom. Did it the second time, boom. Now there's a buzz around the arena. I'm like, okay. <laughs> this, uh, this, this, this is not going good. I, I need to do something. So I, you know, I, I tried to get up into him, make it competitive, whatever. And everybody knows that those kind of players, you can only try to make it difficult. You can't stop them. But at the end of the game, and I, you know, he had 30, 40 points, whatever it was, they won. At the, towards the end of the game, closing minutes, um, obviously, somebody's at the free throw line, obviously they're going to win. He comes up, taps me on the hips, like, hey, man really respect the way you battle like uh, i appreciate you stepping up and, and making it tough on me man like that's that's what it's all about wow so it's all of those stories like kobe did not want it easy he he embraced the struggle he embraced guys competing against him like that's what he that's what he was about and he didn't respect the guys or the people or the teams that didn't do that and and so i think some of the struggles that he had throughout his career were, were in those situations because he just could not comprehend someone not doing that and I, I think that's why he's as great as he was, both in basketball, and we saw immediately after basketball the success he was having as well. How bad did you feel when you, when he said you made it hard for him, but he still got like forty? Did you did you just say I gotta I gotta get back in the lab here? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, he he was the best. I'm kidding. Like, I'm was, kidding. I'm I was joking. Like, Thank you, Kobe. I appreciate that. Uh, now take your forty-seven points or whatever. You get out of here. Get out of here. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. 
It, it, it is just devastating. It, it's just a... Uh... Uh, do you ever do you remember anything like well, this, Dante? No, I, 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 we were trying to think about that. I remember when we were here in Orlando when Dale Earnhardt Jr. passed. We got that news during a game as well, and I think what predates us was Payne Stewart. You know, you think about when the, the Payne Stewart passed, but I, I think that's what you think about AP, and that's what I think was so somber. It probably was the same thing in the gym you were in. It was for us at the arena. You know, my mom doesn't know anything about sports, but she knows who Kobe Bryant is. The people that checked your bags coming into the arena. The people working in the garage, uh, the waiters, the wait staff, they all knew who Kobe Bryant was. It hit everybody. It was just such a somber feeling in that building. And AP, you got you got little ones and you start thinking about now it goes to Kobe the dad and he's got his thirteen year old with him and you're just praying the whole time, please God, tell me nobody else was on that with him and and then you, you, your heart breaks for for the human side, obviously, AP, the 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 dad and, and what that family must be going through yeah and I, and I think you know you mentioned how everybody took it how hard they took it and I think this you know every now and then pe- people pass away each year and, and some of them affect a part of a community some of them affect a part of a nation but but every so often you have these events or, or these people that that we lose that you remember exactly where you were you, you know I remember that's right 9-11 where I was I, I remember you know where I was for all of these different things, but I don't want to go through them all. But, but that was that was that was Kobe. Like that was that incident, and it's for a, a number of reasons. Number one, you know, we've known Kobe since he was a senior in high school. We've seen him grow up, um, coming out of high school, going into the NBA. We're familiar with his story. We remember when he got married. We remember all the ups and downs. We remember the four air balls in Utah, and and how did he come back from that? And we remember all the injuries. And you know, I, I think. That's from the basketball side. But then, like you said, you know, <laughs> we see him and his daughter sitting courtside and interacting yeah. and talking about the game, and he's explaining something, and, you know, she kind of nods like, ah, you know, I get it. Like, his daughter was in love with basketball. My, I have a son that's in love with basketball, and how many mothers and fathers can remember having those conversations with their son and daughters about a game that they love or whatever? And so you can identify with that. And then you put yourself in Vanessa's shoes his wife and what she must be going through right now. And so for all those reasons, I think people can just really look at this situation and, and just, it's devastating. It's devastating uh, for for all of those reasons. And and it touched everybody for different reasons. Certainly did AP. We appreciate the insight and it's such a difficult topic and, and conversation anyway, but, but I I think it's great to honor his legacy, the, the way we're doing and, and uh, you, you did a great job laying that out. And, and I think about you now, AP, in your current role as general manager of, of the Lakeland Magic and your path to get to the NBA. You played three seasons in the NBA, but, but it was difficult. You, you had to go overseas and kind of – you were a superstar overseas and, and a number of accolades and a couple of championships as well. Uh, and then ultimately able to come back to the NBA. How, how much did that experience and, and what you learned overseas, finding your game, applying it to, to get to the NBA, how much does that help you in your role now? Well, you know, and I'm certainly not comparing my journey with Kobe's, but but I think you saw a different person after he had won the MVPs and the championships and all the things. Like, you get to the point where, like, okay, what's after this? What's next? And – that was my journey uh, going overseas. Like it really changed my perspective as to my approach to not only basketball, but life, you know, to live in a different culture and different side of the world and, and 
you know, number one, to be outside the league. Um, all of those things, like, really help shape and mold me. And, and I always tell people that I would not change it. Like, I, I love the fact that I had to go overseas, and I, and I love my experience over there. And it's – you can't put a price on that. Like, you really can't put a price on that. And so, you know, as, as, you, as you two know, um, when you look back <laughs> – all of the, the things that are challenges and obstacles and maybe things that at the time you're like, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? There's a way when you look back on it, you realize it all, it all makes sense and, and it's how you got to where you are and, it, and it's why you are who you are. And all of those experiences made me and prepared me for uh, what I'm doing and, and hopefully, um, you know, whatever, whatever God has for me in this future, like those, those, uh, those challenges and those obstacles have, have prepared me for it. AP, is there was there ever a point uh, because you obviously you 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 joined the league in '97 with the Sixers. You had the one you know half of a year with us, and then went over to Israel the next year after that, and were and was and had tremendous success over there. Was there ever a point where you? you would have just been happy staying overseas and playing over because there's tons of players that have long, long careers overseas and you, you talk to them and they're like, yeah, it was great. I lived in a, you know, I lived in this sure. country and it was a fantastic experience and I was, and I was thriving and I was having success. Was there ever a part of you that, that didn't want to come, I'm not saying not come back, but just, you know, you were having such success over there. Was there ever a point was like, yeah, it's good to be the man. I mean, <laughs> was there ever a point of you, part of you that wanted to stay? So honestly, my first year over there, uh, my intent was to go over there play well enough to try to get back into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you guys know, I, I didn't play much my first three years in the NBA. I, right. I, I, was in, I was in suits more than I was in uniform. So uh, after our situation, I, I had a great experience. We had some success, and it just felt so good to be a part of a team and to be a part of a, of a winning situation um, that I was like, you know what? I'm okay over here. Like, yeah. I, I'm kind of enjoying this. Like, this is this is great. Um, and, and so that was, that was a situation for, for several years, but, but I think it got to the point where I, I needed a new challenge. Uh, you know, I had the good fortune of playing on, on some really, really well coached and, and talented teams overseas. And we had tremendous success. And uh, at that point I was like, you know what, I, I would like a challenge. Uh, and then you, you talk about the personal part of that. I started a family. My kids were getting to the age where they were getting ready to start school. And so all of those things come into play. Um, you know, back, back here in the States, my brother had a family now, my sister's coming into her own, she's going to Tennessee right? and I'm on the other side of the world. So all of those things kind of, um, made it seem like, you know what, it, it, it could be time to try to go back and, and try this again, if the opportunity is there and it makes sense. And not only did you come, I mean, you came back and you were a, you were a main player on those Raptors teams the first three years you were back, and then the Cavs team. I mean, I know I didn't want to see Anthony Parker on the wing spotting up. That was that was bad for the Magic. I knew that. Well, George, I, I think you're giving me compliments. <laughs> well, it's because you complimented me before. <laughs> it's like a, it's a give and take. <laughs> I was I was a decent complimentary guy. We had a guy named Chris Bosch that was pretty good. Yeah, he no, was, it, uh, it was no, he was okay. He was, uh, he was all right. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good. He was pretty good, and so we all we all supported him. But no, it it felt so good to come back and compete against uh, a lot of these players that you know are the best in the game 
to measure yourself up against those guys, to continue to learn, to continue to grow at that age. I came back when I was 31. So even at that age, um, to continue to learn uh, something new about the game and, and about myself, uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a great experience. Can you answer why they put Super in front of everything in Israel in your time over there? <laughs> why it was the Super MVP, Super League? Can you can you explain that for us? Because AP is Super. Super, man. you were the, yeah, that's that's it takes it to another level. When you're the Super, Super MVP, that's not pretty just nice. the MVP. Well, so if you know anything about overseas, you know they try to get the sponsor for everything, <laughs> and uh, I, I think there was a Super sponsor or something. I, I really can't answer that. I really can't answer that. But fair enough. Fair enough. For, for, for I think it's probably just the English language over there. There's there's amazing and there's super and that's it. There's oh, no, it would have been awesome. There's if no you were tremendous. The, there's no excellence. There's none oh, of that. It's just amazing man. and super. If you were the amazing MVP, that would be even better. <laughs> I got to get you some amazing MVP title. Incredible. I'm going to put that in your Wikipedia. Nothing wrong with super. Nothing yeah. wrong with no. super. AP, you also played with LeBron James, and I and I think. When you think about the greats that have ever played this game, you you'd mentioned Kobe and also and very average competing against LeBron him. James, LeBron very James, average. very average. But you know it's funny. I don't know what it is about media members. They they love to try to chisel away at this guy's legacy, and I, I don't understand that. And he, he's about everything you'd want out of your favorite player with the way he competes every night and never gets in trouble and does everything the right way. But when did you know? I mean that this guy was going to be one of the all time greats. And what do you remember about playing with him? Man, so you talk about a guy that um, has this personality. Like, he just has a personality where <laughs> he's hilarious. Like, he's a jokester, and he's, like, he just has a high, you know, talk about Michael Jordan, his energy level. Like, you know, they talked about with the dream team, he'd play, like, golf all day and then go and practice or play this game and, you know, stay up all night, play cards, like, not saying LeBron did all that, but his energy level, he, he, he just was always on. He was always infectious. He was always he was younger at that time. But, no, he, he was just a tremendous um, <laughs> person, but he was also, obviously, we know, the player. And I think the thing that stuck out to me the most with LeBron, I think, and this is what I try to tell uh, a lot of young players playing basketball, is we always turn on the TV and see all these guys do all these amazing things. But we don't see what they put into it. And, and sometimes you see what they do on the court. I think LeBron really upped what was required off the court in terms of taking care of his body, in terms of the amount of money and time that he invests in making sure that his physically, he's where he needs to be every night. Because if you think about the amount of minutes that he's played, the loads he's carried over the years, right, right. it is amazing that he has been injured more time or just like – hasn't slowed down as much. Like it, that's incredible, and it's it's really because of, of how much he's invested in the work he's put in uh, to maintain his body the entire time. And then you know you could say all the wonderful moments that he's had and all the things that he's done off the court. And you're exactly right. Like I, I find myself defending LeBron, and, and you know with all the greats when when they're when they're playing, we don't always you know, see them the same way as when we look back. That's true. Uh, I remember Michael Jordan, everybody picked at him and he's doing this and he's doing that. Right. He, you know, so at the time, but, but I think when this, when this guy walks away from the game, you know, all the things he's done off the court and all those things, you know, there's a way of shining a light on that. And I think that that will shine through for sure. 
That's well said. And George, I don't know if you know this, but shooters can always shoot. Doesn't I, matter. No, I know. Right. So yeah, so that's I one know. thing AP and I have in common. Right. I mean we can just we're always <laughs> yep. we're always we're always gonna be able to shoot. But Absolutely. you AP was forty percent from beyond the arc for his career. His best year was forty four percent. Yeah, I know. He you was, can do that listen, now, AP. Yeah, How tempting that's what is that? I'm saying. The yes. way the league has gone. How my goodness, I bet you wish you could be out there right now. <laughs> Put you on our team, AP. <laughs> that's right. I, uh, so, so, because, you know, you guys know what the um, salary cap has done in the last couple of years because of, of where our game is at and, and how popular it is, and, but the pie has grown. Well, I walked away from the game, or I, reti- or I was retired, <laughs> just before that pie grew. And so the funny thing is, you know, with the WWE and, you know, them, them earning more money and the pie has pie grown for the WNBA. Right. My sister and brother like to love making fun of the fact, oh, if you were playing now, you would make X number of dollars. And, you know, like, yeah, your time is terrible. So now I get to do that to my sister because she's getting into <laughs> her career. That's right. And now the pie has grown. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I think it's it's amazing. And, I, and I re, I've and never wanted to be one of those guys that, you know, oh, I wish I was playing now. I would, you know, no, like, Every every generation of players that helped the game get to where it is right now, and and I think our only our only hope is that it continues to grow and and that the players continue to leave the game better off than, than when they found it. Well, the way the three point shot is gone, the Magic uh, called up a couple of guys from Lakeland who are terrific at shooting the three, and BJ Johnson and Vic Law. AP, what can you tell us about BJ about Vic? Uh, it's got to be hard. I I can't imagine. Uh, not not knowing who you're going to have day in and day out, we we like that they're up here. We hope that yeah, they, they get should an oppor- stay. That they get an they opportunity to play. We don't want it to hurt you guys. But uh, what can you tell us about BJ and Vic? Well, first, just uh, you know, Coach Heath has done an amazing job of, of adapting to not knowing who's going to be on the roster sometimes the day of the game, and so that's one of the challenges of the league is is just you know having to adjust and, and adapt and, you know, maybe we have Melvin, maybe we don't, maybe we have BJ, maybe we have, you know, Vic, and we don't know, but, but he's done an amazing job with that. And just with those two guys, man, like we think they have all the tools to, to, to be an NBA player. Um, and, and so sometimes it's just about redefining what's required. Uh, a jump from college to pro is, is a big one. And so one of the jobs that we have in Lakeland is trying to get these guys up to speed as to, the mentality that's required, the approach that's required, uh, the readjustment, you know, what you have to do to, number one, make sure your game's where it needs to be and your body's where it needs to be. And those guys have really, really taken all the instruction, all the information, soaked it up, and, and they're hungry. And so that's what gives me uh, some optimism about their ability to play in the NBA is, you know, they, I think they have all the physical tools and, and the skill level, but they have the mentality. And so hopefully uh, it was so good to see uh, Vic and BJ both on the court yes. yesterday. Um, but I, but I hopefully they can get more opportunities and, and, and our, our fans can see a little bit more of what, what they're capable of because they've been uh, tremendous this year in Lakeland. Anthony, is there, is there a G League situation going into this that you tried to model, you know, the Lakeland situation? Or, or are you just kind of, as things go, feeling your own way around how to operate the, the Lakeland magic. Well, I, I was fortunate. I was able to reach out some, to some friends and some people that I knew uh, that had worked in the G league or, or G league GMs and just kind of pick their brain as to what to expect. And, um, you know, number one was just how important it is to, to hire the right people. And, and I think 
if anything, that's that's what we've we've gotten right and has been the biggest difference maker for us. Well, wait, are you second guessing the Tunji hire at all? <laughs> is the Tunji hire? Are you second guessing that one? Listen, Tunji, <laughs> I am so happy every time he decides to stay here with me in, in, in Lakeland. Like he is tremendous, and I'm and I'm not just saying this. I like, thought you were going to say when he just shows up for work is what I thought no, you were no, going to say. He, he seriously, first of I'm all, just joking. he's been the. Tunji's been the crush because he was in Erie. He's right. been in the G League for, for several years before me. So until this is one of those things, like like many other things, until you experience it, it's like being a, a parent. Until you experience it, you really don't have an idea of what's required. <laughs> right. like. And and Tunji had that experience, and so he was someone that I was able to lean on um, to help with rules, to help with all the things that slip through the cracks if, if you've never been through this before. And He's just really grown uh, in terms of being an evaluator, a leader, and you know he he could be a GM right now. He chooses to stay here, which which I'm so grateful for. And then obviously Coach Heath and his staff, and and they just do a tremendous job of of developing guys. Like if you look at the our roster last year, a lot of those guys are earning money playing yeah. basketball overseas, yeah. or whether they're here or other teams. Like they've they've improved to the point where they're able to go out and and, and make a living. Uh, doing this and so the same with this year and um i just am extremely grateful for number one for the for the staff and then you know for me i think you know we talked earlier about um my journey and really my journey has 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 allowed me to to be in the position i'm at because whoever's on our roster whether they're playing a lot whether they're not playing at all whether they're a complimentary player like i've been there i've been in that role i've played overseas i've played in the NBA like right. I've, I've been able to walk wherever they're at I can meet them and and I know where they're at I know what they're experiencing and so um you know you guys know when, when you walk away from the game the, the one thing that you want to do is kind of pass on anything that that you that you learned in your in your time as a player and this this gives me that opportunity so more than anything it's, it's just about passing those experiences on and those lessons learned both on and off the court uh to our guys all right, lastly, AP, I went to school at Liberty, which is in Lynchburg, Virginia. Just outside Lynchburg grew up a, a, young, na- a young man named Andrew Rousey, uh, who I think is a terrific story. He's shooting 49% from three for your Lakeland Magic. One, can we have that guy? If he didn't I, go I, to I, Liberty, would you be bringing him <laughs> up right go, now? He didn't go oh, to I'm Liberty. Just he grew up just outside of Liberty. <laughs> if you didn't uh, go to Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> but the, what he's doing, I, I love that story. Is there another, could he be a... A success story one day? Is there another guy that, that we should have an eye on maybe down the road? Who, who do you think could be up and coming? Well, I, Andrew, it's it's amazing. I talked about a little bit of our changes and, and obstacles with injuries and stuff. And, and so Andrew was on our roster because we had several injuries. And, you know, for the game, we had six players. Wow. And so, um, you know, we, we were able to acquire Andrew, who, who was coming back from overseas and, you know, didn't have the, the stint that he wanted to have. And he comes on our roster, and he's just been amazing, um, shooting the ball and, and and blending in with our guys. And you know, you can't be Andrew's size and not have a tremendous, almost a borderline cocky confidence about yourself. And he has that. He has that in spades. And so, it's been refreshing to have him on our team. And and he's he's a, uh, <laughs> I love him as a person, his personality, and everything. Um, so we'll see what that where, where that that ends up taking him. Like you just never know that the. the the league is starting to kind of be sprinkled with certain guys that have these amazing journeys from these obscure places. And how did they end up on, you know, this roster? And so who knows uh, if we can have one of those stories on like, 
And you got all these great journeys, and George has been in one place for 24 years. That is just a... Just a <laughs> it still looks the same. It still, still looks the same, according to Anthony Parker. Yeah. So I'll take that. AP, you got so many things to do. I cannot appreciate all this time you've given us. Thank you so much. Best of luck the rest of the way, and, and we look forward to catching up with you again. Okay, really appreciate the insight. I have. I look forward to spending time with you two together. Yes. So whenever you guys need Anytime. me together, I'm there. I All appreciate right. it. I'll All see right. you for lunch guys. tomorrow. <laughs> we'll be out there. Right. I'll be at your house I'm in the paying, morning. Yeah, I'm Thank paying. All right. And special thanks to AP. He's terrific. He's a class act, and he's going to excel in that job. And uh, next week, if we can give a preview, George, I, I believe we are shooting for potentially on Magic Pod Squad. You and I mm-hmm. with Nick Vucevic and Evan Fournier. And Together. again, David and Jeff are going to take a week off. Is that how I understand it? Are they it? taking the week off again? Yeah, they're well, going to take the week fair. off. And you and I will catch up with Evan and, uh, and Vooch. At what point do you think you get to not be on the pod squad? That's never going to happen. Yeah, That's because you drive happen. this ship. And right. I've taken a couple off because you did yep. them when I wasn't on trips. And now I think I'm on every trip from here until the end oh, of, good. The, of the finals. So we so. can get some stuff done. And, and it's not that Jake couldn't fill in for me and do a great job. It's Ben Rivera filling in for Jake. <laughs> that's and where, that's where we. That's boy, where the disconnect boy, is. That's, that's where, the disconnect where we have is. a big. Yeah, that's I, where we have a big fault. Uh, uh, Nick Vucevic and Evan Fournier should be okay, lined up for when we're uh, we're on that next trip. Okay, so we'll looking, have some looking forward we'll have some to fun that. with them. Last thing, George, just to kind of put a bow on that. People have asked a, a little bit on on kind of what that day was like, and everybody has their own. When Kobe passed away, that yeah. tragic news, and everybody kind of has their perspective and. AP is right. First of all, that was some great insight. Yeah. Uh, you, it's one of those things you won't forget where you were no. when a legend like that it, it passes away. But I'll just never forget that feeling walking into the arena. George, it was just such a somber. Well, all of a sudden, we got to try to process playing a game and try to, yeah. and, and try to, I got to go on the air. We're ripping up our pregame show, and right. and now we we got to turn it into a, a Kobe Bryant tribute. And we still don't have all the details. And we're writing we're writing moment of silences, and moment we're writing uh, statements, and it just there's no protocol for that. It never gone through anything like that, and and as everybody was trying to process it, we're we got a job to do, and we're trying to figure out how do you put all of this into words. And not only that, uh, just not that I was surprised the way the teams both reacted because obviously some guys like, like AP said, have played with Kobe, sure. have played against Kobe. Uh, it, it's, I, I still can't really put it into words. It was just such a weird feeling. You, you didn't know if uh, we're getting questions, is the game going to be canceled? Yeah. And my initial thought was, well, why would the game be canceled? And then you take a step back and you're like, yes, yeah, it pro- it easily could be canceled because yeah. I don't think any of these guys are ready to play a game. And you saw it, Man, I think if you go back and watch that game against the Clippers and take out the the tributes, the the eight second violation and the twenty four second violation, I don't think guys really got into the game. Yeah. Until late second quarter, early third quarter, I I, don't, I think it took them a while to shock the to to knock the cobwebs off and the days that they've been in when they got the news. It just was it was just a such a crazy. I mean, I was in my car driving in, right, and Joel correct. called me. Joel Glass, our chief communications officer, and honestly, I wasn't. Li- I was listening to music in the car, and he said he calls and says, "Have you have you seen this about Kobe?" And I said, "Kobe Bryant? Like, what are you talking about?" And he told me what was re- being reported, and I called my wife. I said, "Like, have you?" She was home, you know, more access to things as I'm in the car. Yes, right. And she said, "Well, it's TMZ," and she goes, "And I don't want to." sound morbid but she goes tmz is obnoxious but they're hardly ever wrong 
Yeah, right. And Correct. I was like, oh, geez, you know, you're right. And, and sure enough, that happens. And yeah, the, just the arena that night was just a it was just a bad feeling. It was feeling. just everybody. People yeah, that everybody, you pass every day. Everybody. And you always say hi to them, but it's people that you don't know if they're sports fans working in the arena or right. not. And it just hit it just hit everybody. And I was just about to leave, and I got a text from Ty. We, we got a rework. We were going to do an NBA segment, mm-hmm. LeBron passing Kobe for third all time. And he said, we got to rework our pregame in light of the Kobe news. That's all he said. Our TV and producer, don't know Ty East him. Right. Don't know what that means. So, you know, you go to Twitter mm-hmm. and you start to see RIP oh, Mamba. Just, yeah. Say, there's no way. No, it just, just didn't seem real. Uh, and I, you know, first of all, the hardest thing I, I think I have ever seen in my life was Doc Rivers doing that press conference. Yeah, your face is right next to him the whole well, time, but, by the way, but coming on up, every but, clip. But, but I, my face looked like everybody else's. You, just, you're looking at it, and I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching reporters fight back tears. Yes. All I'm thinking is, i got to get that mic in there because there were so many people. So, right. I, I, you know, you don't, don't think you're going to be in the shot. But but that just that pure emotion as he's trying to process what just happened and his good friend and someone it's, that he knew. It was tough. Um, I, you know, and, and you're, he just said, I can't put it into words, and now he's got to field questions. I, right. I just... If I could reach him, you know, we know Doc. We work right. with him. You know him very well. You just wanted to hug him. I wanted to put my hand on yes. his shoulder. I, I just I, that hand was holding the <laughs> yes. mic. But if I was closer, I'd have done it. You just, you know, to you hug just him. God, you felt for the human being in that moment. That, that was as hard a thing as yeah. I as I ever know, and, witnessed. And, and Cliff too, like Cliff coached yeah, Kobe, right. and and he I, he put on a really good face for for the media when he when he did his pregame addressing, and but you could tell that. You know, he needed to get out of that Oof. setting quickly, yes, yes and we did the best we could to get him out of there. And and just he immediately wanted to go to Doc though, and once he was done, or before he yeah, actually got out to to, to just you know talk to him for a minute, and it just it just was a rough day. And, and I'll just never a rough day. We'll never forget the last game of the year, 2016, coming back in yep. the entire team watching Kobe's last game. Yeah, that 60 point performance. We're all on the plane. Players are screaming, Remember jumping, that? coaches are standing, we're all standing up, screaming. I mean, it just galvanized everybody. It was everybody, crazy. You know? yeah. and, and it was Anthony Parker's sister who said it last night, I thought put it best, um, you know, and I didn't get a chance to go there, but he, she said he kept Los Angeles together, you know, the whole city, you know, with all the stuff that had gone on yeah. in 20 years. You're right. He was kind of the voice of reason and kept everyone together, but... Just that game, regardless of what said. Now, listen, everybody didn't like him, and you don't pretend that he was everybody's favorite player or right. that you liked the way or he that went he was about a perfect things. Person. Or that he was a perfect right. person, went about things the right way. But that moment, 60. Uh, it was crazy. We were all cheering like crazy for yeah. him to get to 60. I, I will never. Our season that year was done in, in the <laughs> beginning of January. So that gave us something to live for. I mean, that was fantastic. It galvanized the magic. It galvanized the magic. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of Magic Pod Squad. Thanks again to Anthony Parker. And really, if you haven't had a chance, Follow the Lakeland Magic. Get out to a game in Lakeland and 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 follow the the progress of Vic Law and B.J. Johnson as, as their Orlando's two-way players maybe get a chance here these final 30-plus games of the season. We'll see you next time on Magic Pod Squad.